Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the astrological energies from June 21st until June 28th as we move through the energetic portal of the solstice and fully enter into cancer season in the astrological calendar. Over this next week, we have Mercury in Gemini moving fast before entering into Cancer. We also have an active Mars in Leo, and we'll discuss some of the aspects happening for this Mars in Leo this week. We are coming off of that Gemini new moon as well as Saturn stationing retrograde on the same day that was back on June 17th. So you could still be feeling those energies as well as sorting out and figuring out what is best for you next especially because Saturn stationing retrograde tends to bring in a slowdown, tends to bring us back to ourselves as well to check in with what is happening internally. We'll be discussing all of this and more in today's show. I do want to share with you a programming note that this podcast is pre-recorded because I am offline for the solstice at this time. So if there is something big happening in the world and you're wondering why I haven't mentioned it, it's because this episode is pre-recorded. Now, speaking of the solstice, the solstice is a beautiful energetic point for us to consciously work with in terms of our own source of light. The word solstice is from the Latin word for sun, which is soul, and stis means to stand still. And so solstice is when the sun stands still at either its highest point in the sky if it's the summer solstice or its lowest point in the sky if it's the winter solstice depending on which hemisphere you're in on the planet. So the solstice is a point of standing still and really checking in with yourself, with your needs, with what is happening inside of you as well as accessing more of your own consciousness and your own solar power. And so I thought it would also be interesting to bring in the importance of the solar cycles that we're moving through at this time. We're currently in solar cycle 25. So let me break this down very quickly. The solar cycles last between 8 to 14 years and they are based on the sun's magnetic frequency and growth. Essentially how the sun is evolving, how busy it is, how active. We know this as sunspots and solar flares and coronial mass ejections, how active and alive the sun is. And the solar cycles started to be tracked when we had the technology for them back in the mid 18th century. So in the 1750s is when the solar cycles were being documented and watched. And so we are now in solar cycle 25 that is predicted to peak in 2025, meaning the sun is becoming more active, more alive. The energy of the sun is picking up. There are cycles where the sun is quieter. It's not as active. It's not as robust. But when we look at how we are in the solar cycle of really big growth and we connect it to the solstice to stand still, 
What does it feel like for you to stand in the power of your own light, of your own solar conscious? What does it feel like for you to connect as well to the power of the sun, the sun in our solar system that is such a powerful force of light and energy and light codes and everything that we receive from the sun. So I feel like during this particular summer solstice or winter solstice, it would be a beautiful time to check in on what you're feeling energetically And to also allow yourself to feel and absorb in your solar plexus the support you need. What support do you need from the sun, from your own soul? What do you need to connect with? Because I feel like there could be some powerful intentions right now around what is giving you life, what gives you what you need to live your life, to feel energized, to be motivated and inspired to be here on the planet. And so just some things to offer for you to ponder or consider is how the solstice being a point of standing still. I'm seeing this as standing still but connecting to the solar plexus energy and what feels alive in you. Perhaps you're tapping into where you feel energetic leaks, where you feel that the energy has deflated or where you don't feel as strong. Trust whatever you're feeling and sensing around your own solar plexus, but this could be something that you're tuning into around your energy and could be a gift from the solstice or even from this current cycle that we're moving through where The energies are quite big. They've been big. They've been even overwhelming at times. A lot for us to sit with and integrate and even understand. I mean, I don't know about you, but there have been some days when the energies have just wiped me out and I have felt exhausted or I have felt so hungry. Like there's just so much energy running through that I need more fuel in order to keep up. So our bodies are feeling all of this. And because we are energetic vessels, we are tapped in to these energetic messages that we're receiving from multiple places in the solar system. And so almost right on cue, now the sun enters cancer. And cancer is the energy of comfort, of tuning in to your needs. What does nourish you at this time? What supports you? What do you need to take care of yourself? And prioritize that. Prioritize what energetically sustains you and what feels good. Now, Cancer is a cardinal water sign. Cardinal signs are about initiation and water signs are about how we're truly feeling, what's going on in our emotional world. This is also a private energy where it can even be parts of ourselves that only we know. And Cancer is when we pull back, retract, turn inwards. It's where we go as well to balance our energies. So after being out in the world, after working the nine to five, after doing everything you need to do to honor your commitments, respond to emails, take care of your errands, take care of the kids, make dinner, whatever is in your lineup for the day, cancer is where you go 
to take a break, to relax. And we can also connect it energetically to our parasympathetic nervous system where the parasympathetic nervous system is how we rest and digest, as they say, how our bodies need downtime, how we need to step away from being on the go and all the doingness, and where we allow ourselves to recuperate, to enjoy what brings us good energy as well as a sense of peacefulness. The parasympathetic nervous system being also how we calm ourselves after stress, after all the communications and after everything we need to do. So that would be one way to look at this energy of cancer as we move into cancer season this week and understand that it is necessary to bring in self-care. It's necessary to look at what nourishes you energetically and where you can come back home to yourself. You can understand this is how I'm feeling. These are the energies I've picked up. And that's something else that comes up during cancer season is that cancer is a sensitive energy. It is intuitive. It picks up on what's going on in the immediate environment. And the more sensitive you feel, especially if you feel like you are hypersensitive and very intuitive or very much connected to energetics, you can pick up a lot in a day. You can pick up a lot of people's energies. It can even feel like things linger, like after you've had a conversation that maybe didn't feel so good or wasn't very productive, it lingers, it lingers in your energy. Perhaps there's times when you haven't fully processed something and it keeps coming up or keeps coming back around. Cancer is the energy of our emotional processing needs, what we need in terms of moving through something and allowing it to flow. And that is necessary for all of the water signs. The water signs need movement and they need that movement to be organic and natural. That's when it feels the best. But there are times when that can be choppy, when it's choppy waves of energy or it can feel like a storm crashing through and then after the storm you need to recuperate or rest. So this cancer energy is where we go to self-regulate our emotional bodies, where we go to self-regulate what has been happening in our lives, what we've been feeling, what we've been moving through. And it's where it's necessary to put up something that gives you that privacy, that downtime. And I mean by put up, it could be a boundary. It could be a request. It could be a sense of I'm not available, come back tomorrow. But that's where this is the private energy of cancer. Cancer is connected to a crab. It's connected to needing time before taking next steps or forward movement. It's also about where we go at the end of the day in terms of our own crab shell. And I need to go back into my crab shell and get cozy and get warm. And I really need to bond with my weighted blanket. In fact, I think of cancer season as weighted blanket season. Just wear your weighted blanket to the office, put on a cute belt, maybe a little snazzy scarf, you're good to go. Cancer season is where we look to understand and connect deeper with everything we're feeling and to honor that for what it is 
And that's another thing about this water energy is that we can feel a lot and it can move through in various stages and various waves. Perhaps some things move through faster than others. Cancer is where you also have to be honest with yourself if you're holding on to something past its expiration date because there can be resentment that that cancer energy picks up and feels. And that can be for many reasons. Sometimes that cancer energy just wants to be understood, just wants their feelings to be heard, just wants to be validated for whatever you're feeling or whatever is coming up. And so there's energy here where it's important to be very honest with yourself, especially around uncomfortable feelings that we all have. It comes up for all of us, whether you are feeling resentment or bitterness, whether you're feeling maybe left out or that something isn't happening for you. Maybe you're feeling like you have to show up and appear to be one manner because that's how people expect you to show up, right? They want you to be positive, they want you to be happy, they want you to have good energy, but on the inside, you're feeling sad and lonely and disconnected. Cancer is the energy of coming to your truth internally and also basically coming back home to yourself and what energies are within your home. And I'm thinking of that as your energy system, but what are you truly feeling that maybe you're just tapping into and realizing right now? And this could even be something that left its mark months ago or years ago because that cancer energy actually holds on to emotional imprints, holds on to those emotional core impressions that formed you or left a mark or something shaped you. And cancer is connected to our past, where we come from, not just as individuals, meaning your individual journey, where you've come from in your life, but also your family, your lineage, your ancestors, what is then even passed on through your ancestral line. So there's a lot here that could be quite fascinating to understand, but really what I feel is important, at least in 2023, in terms of cancer season, is that we can beautifully honor our emotional wisdom. We can honor what we're feeling and what those truths are and then self-validate them, knowing that how you feel is a part of your energy and it will depend how in touch you are with these parts of yourself, uh, depending on if you have planets or points in Cancer, also depending on your moon sign, because as the sun journeys through Cancer, it is speaking to the moon. It's like they have a direct connection. They're on a direct frequency here where the sun in Cancer is checking in on those lunar expressions and lunar needs. So even if you don't have planets or points in Cancer, there is still an energetic connection to your moon sign and what your moon sign needs. So that would be a great thing to look at as we move into Cancer season 
is to check in on your lunar needs and whatever astrological sign your moon is in, that describes how you move through life on a daily basis. Your moon sign is how you respond, how you receive, how you feel at home, what brings you comfort, what you need to feel good about your life on a daily basis. So this would be a good way to tune in and check in on your energy to understand what is fulfilling you, what is feeling good and giving you a sense of understanding your needs, taking care of your needs every day, and really knowing yourself more intimately in this way. So the sun enters Cancer at 10.58 a.m., that's Eastern Time, on June 21st, and then we'll make a connection to the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio at zero and one degrees. And this could be some new revelations. This could also be something that feels good. Uh, There is a sense of needing comfort and understanding what is a known entity. This could also be a good time to give yourself a break, not try to force anything or make it happen, and just allow things to unfold as they will. Now also on June 21st and June 22nd, we then have some dynamic interactions with Mercury in Gemini as it will sextile Mars in Leo and Chiron in Aries at 19 degrees. So we have three planets interacting here. Again, Mercury in Gemini, Mars in Leo, Chiron in Aries. They're having a conversation that relates to what you're moving towards, what you're creating, what you're understanding, what you're planning. This feels quite creative and dynamic. This is an energy of forward movement, especially with that Mars and Leo, sextiling Chiron and Aries as well. So this energy again, June 21st and June 22nd, you could have a burst of inspiration. You could also have some deeper understanding around anything you've been working through, anything you've been wanting to take action on. I even feel this as softly turning a corner. What I mean by that is Mars and Leo trines Chiron and Aries. Sorry, I think I said sextile. Mars and Leo trines Chiron and Aries as Mercury and Gemini sextiles both of them. And so what that means is you could see something in a new light. You could have a new understanding of what you've been working through or healing. You could have a rising sense of, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this from my healed place, from my healed mentality. And think about how you would show up in the world, how you would walk in the world as that more healed version of yourself. And this could be something especially poignant if you have planets or points at 19 degrees. 19 degrees of the fire signs, so that'd be Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, or 19 degrees of the air signs, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. And this is the energy of ready to do it, ready to go for it. And it feels too like there's something here that motivates, that inspires 
And it's because you're ready to do it in a different way or from a new perspective. So that's quite lovely energy that we have right after the solstice, where if you could take action from that healed part of yourself, what would you choose? What would you say? What would you do? And that feels beautifully supported here. Now, Mercury in Gemini is moving fast, and it's going to square Neptune in Pisces at 27 degrees on June 25th, right before entering Cancer on June 26th. So basically, this Mercury in Gemini is moving about two degrees a day. And the square to Neptune in Pisces on June 25th is a removal, a letdown, uh, probably not, or I'll get back to you, or I'm not sure. And then enters Cancer, which is where you go into what you're feeling intuitively. And Mercury enters Cancer, where it will stay until about July 11th. So again, only two weeks in the sign of Cancer just like it was only two weeks in the sign of Gemini. And Mercury in Cancer has to swim and has to basically trust his instincts and trust what feels right. And this could mean that sometimes you say something and then sometimes you hold back because that Mercury in Cancer isn't going to always be direct. Instead, it's going to sit and process and even overthink at times until the energy feels right. And that's kind of one of the unspoken permission slips that Mercury and Cancer needs is like when the energy feels right, then I'm going to do the thing or say the thing or basically have a clearer plan. But Mercury in Cancer also has to trust when the energy does not feel right because it can be quite wise to bite your tongue, to not say everything on your mind, and to allow things to just be. So that will happen again June 26th is when Mercury enters Cancer. Now also on the same day, We have Mars in Leo squaring Uranus in Taurus at 21 degrees. That's going to be an interesting dynamic energy because that can be a fight. That can be something disruptive and turbulent. That can be chaos. That can be fast moving energy. So be very careful on June 26 with that Mars and Leo squaring Uranus and Taurus. Uh, There can be an outburst. There could be something that you feel challenges your confidence or challenges your pride. But I feel like this is where maybe Mars and Leo doesn't get his way and has a tantrum because Uranus and Taurus is the stronger energy. It's the stronger influence. But when Mars goes into Virgo, and is in the earth sign of Virgo, in a few months, that Mars is going to trine Uranus and Taurus, and it's going to make sense, and it's going to be okay, it's going to be better. So there could be something that maybe feels chaotic, or it it makes you angry, especially Mars and Leo can roar very loudly when there is a challenge to his power. But even if it doesn't happen this week, I feel like there's something else that that Mars and Leo is focused on, determined, is wanting to create, that it will connect when Mars is in Virgo and he's more clear 
and grounded in what he wants and in what is coming together. And then the other aspect we have going on this week is on June 28th, where the sun in Cancer trines Saturn retrograde in Pisces at seven degrees. And this is a very lovely trine to Saturn retrograde. This is where there can be a calm. Something stabilizes in your emotional body. Something maybe feels more secure where you're okay with where something is going or what is happening. This is where you could look at where the sun in Cancer is in your chart as well as where transiting Saturn in Pisces is and here they are connecting at seven degrees. So this has been an active point. Um, if you'll recall, last week we had Jupiter in Taurus sextiling Saturn in Pisces at seven degrees. Now the sun in Cancer is working with that same degree point. So if you have planets or points at seven degrees of the water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, something could be stabilized this week that brings you relief that just feels like a win or feels like, okay, good, I trusted that and it came through. This is a reassuring energy. It's comforting. It also brings in simplicity. You know, maybe you're ready for more downtime. You're ready for a break, a vacation, a staycation. This is also trusting universal forces, trusting how you're supported, how you don't have to make it all happen or force things to happen. There's a flow that opens up here when the sun in Cancer trines Saturn in Pisces. And even though Saturn is retrograde, it still provides a grounding quality. It still offers something that you're meant to trust to trust in yourself, to trust the process, to trust the journey, um, also to trust what feels right for you, what feels best for you. And going back to what we were discussing about the parasympathetic nervous system, maybe there's something here that you're realizing you need to do for your own energy, that you need more of a break, you need more alone time, you need your introvert hours, or perhaps you're realizing what is speaking to you energetically that now you finally hear it, you finally understand this is something I want to honor in myself or in my life. And by that I mean maybe there's something that your body consciousness is speaking to you about. Maybe there is something you've been waiting for to come through, almost like waiting for permission how we can wait for permission to relax or get downtime or how we look to make sure everybody else is taken care of first or everybody else has what they need. When the sun in Cancer trines Saturn in Pisces, this is where it's okay to trust what's right for you and to make sure that you're not overgiving, overdoing, that you're not coddling people to their own detriment, that you're not being that enabler to an extreme. And there could be something here that you see clearly. You see your own actions. You see your own choices or your own behavior in a way that you're like, you know what? That isn't working for me anymore. I'm going to do this instead and the world isn't going to fall apart 
if I prioritize my needs or if I do things a little differently. People will be okay. People will figure it out. They're responsible for their own energy. They're responsible for how they conduct themselves or how they handle themselves. And that is something that the water signs can be learning throughout their lifetime is that because there's so much care with the water signs. You care about people. You want to connect. You want to support. It can be giving, giving, giving. There could be an energy here where you're observing yourself and saying, you know, I'm doing enough. I'm doing enough for everyone. I'm not everybody's mother. I don't want to be everyone's mother. I just want to make sure they have what they need, but also give them the tools and equipment to take care of their own needs. So there could be a boundary or a disconnect or a redirect this week around what you're noticing in terms of how you're using your energy. And then the flip side of that could be, well, what do I need? What does support me? What is the best use of my energy? Am I giving myself enough rest, enough downtime? Am I allowing myself to disconnect as needed and to spend quality bonding time with my weighted blanket. So that is part of what cancer season brings up is our own self-care and nurturing, as well as how we give that energy to others unconsciously, but perhaps to our own detriment or to their own detriment. This is where it's also interesting to look at what it means to be an empath, because Being an empath means you pick up on other people's feelings. You sense what they're feeling or what they're needing, and you're just tuned into that. And that can be a source of great joy. It can be one of your gifts. It can be something that you use very responsibly and that you're aware of. But also there's training wheels that come with being an empath because Part of what you can pick up on is, let's say, for example, you need to have a conversation with somebody that you know is giving them information that they're not going to be happy about. And so how easy is it to just avoid it, right? Avoid that conversation. Don't bring it up. You don't want to hurt them until maybe it comes to a point where you're like, you know what? I need to address this. We need to talk this through. So you sit down, you have that conversation and you share something that you know isn't going to be well received. As an empath, you would feel that energy. You would feel when somebody is upset or not happy. And you could also then have developed certain coping mechanisms to not feel that energy, where maybe you've learned that, okay, if I can't do this for them, I'll do something else for them. Or I'm afraid they're not going to like me anymore, so what can I do to make sure they keep liking me? Or maybe it's even just the undercurrent that you know the conversation is going to be difficult on both sides, and so you want to be equipped. You want to understand how you're going to emotionally process and work with the energies after the difficult conversation occurs. And these can be things that we aren't even aware of. Like we can have these very unconscious patterns and habits because it's so easy to pick up the energy. We just do it so effortlessly. We feel it. We sense it. And then we've developed ways to try to improve it, right? Almost to make it happy or make it better pronto so that we don't have to sit in the discomfort. We don't have to feel their feelings or feel if they're upset or feel if they're pissed off. 
because part of being an empath is that you can feel things twice or you feel double the amount, right? You feel your own feelings and then you feel somebody else's too and that can be a lot. So as we move through cancer season, it is necessary to check in on what you're energetically feeling, what you're picking up, how to take care of yourself while also establishing those responsible boundaries around what's yours and what's not yours. And to be very clear with that, that if you sit down and you share with someone something that is difficult for you, you're not responsible for their reaction. You're not responsible for their feelings. You're not responsible for anything that comes up for them. And to make sure that you are fully aware of that and you're honoring that for yourself in a way that you are in your power and you're in your truth without overmanaging the energy exchange. And this cancer energy is very accommodating and it's very aware of the full spectrum of feelings and everything that can come up in other people or at least perceive it and want to fix it, want to make it better. That's part of how the cancer energy cares. Let me take care of you. Let me support you. Let me help you through that, which are beautiful qualities, especially in friendships and relationships and love relationships, beautiful qualities. But again, this comes back to getting clearer on your own emotional self-management, what you're taking in and what you're also determining is not yours to take in. And these are the boundaries that water signs especially have to understand and work with. But I feel like it applies really to this energy in cancer where it's understanding what a healthy boundary is, but without an elaborate defense mechanism. So cancer can be very defensive. And that defensive energy is a protective outer shell to essentially not feel vulnerable or to not allow things to hurt the soft, sensitive inner workings of the cancer soul. So the cancer journey is in understanding the power of flow, the power of movement, the power of emotions, but also the responsibility around all of that. I remember years ago uh, working at a job that I loved and I was really passionate about it, but I was very invested and I was working with a coworker who was equally as invested as I was. We really wanted things to be successful. We wanted abundance. We wanted a lot of beautiful things in the company. And there came a point where we both realized we care too much from a good place from a wonderful place, but we're taking on too much here. We're taking on too much that isn't ours and that isn't even necessary for us to carry. And this would be something to remember for cancer energies is care, but don't carry. Because cancer can get weighted down by the energetics and also wanting to make things better, wanting it to improve, really investing in something moving forward and making sure that everyone has their needs met, making sure that things are basically feeling good. So this would be a good time to look at the cancer energies in your life, in your chart and in your world and to assess where that energy is going out and is it coming back in? Is it 
coming back in because you're receiving as well. And this is important for the flow of cancer energies where that desire to give and to support and to be there for others, it does need to be reciprocal. And if it's not reciprocal, it turns to resentment or bitterness. It's where the energy again can lock in and create an emotional imprint that gets stuck. So this is where it's a beautiful time to emotionally process, to move things through, to let it go, to allow things to be complete, and to make sure that you're not holding on to situations, energies, or experiences from the past. Again, the cancer flow is vital. Allowing movement, allowing things to move through, and to not hold on to them past their expiration date. And I'm getting the image of a crab claw that's locked on to something and not letting go. So it's a good time to check in on your little crabby claws and to look at what they're holding on to that you've actually outgrown. And that could be a beautiful validation as well of this energy. Oh, I've really outgrown this. I don't need to hold on to this anymore. I don't need this to be a part of my experience. I don't need this to be alive in my emotional world. Maybe all you really need is your weighted blanket and your Ritz crackers and you're like all set. You're like, yep, comfortable, good to go. Life is good. So now cancer season is underway and it can bring you some beautiful gifts around your own emotional growth, your emotional wisdom, what truly is supporting you, what feels correct, what feels right for you. Another thing I wanted to mention about the sun in Cancer is that it does elevate what the moon is doing. It elevates what sign the moon is moving through. And as I mentioned earlier, there's now this new frequency connection between the sun and Cancer talking directly to the moon and its transits. So it could even be that things are more inconsistent. Uh, This is where the Cancer energy can be identified as moody because it will ebb and flow and change with the energetic waves. But from a bigger picture, it's in a beautiful connection to the cosmic weather and to what is going on, to what you're feeling. So something too with the cancer energies is to look at where something feels personal, but it's not. And this can be an ongoing life journey and life experience is to detach because of how that cancer energy can take things in and feel it and also be sensitive. It's necessary to know when to detach, when it's not personal, when it's not anything that is about you or what you're feeling. That's also essential here during cancer season. So we will keep discussing more about the energies and themes as the sun voyages through cancer and how we can make the most of this time of the year. In terms of your own moon sign, your moon sign holds a lot of energy and power. And I dive into it even more in my Awakening Astrology book where I discuss your moon sign, how it relates to your birth, how it relates to your mother and the maternal imprints 
that you hold, how it relates to your emotional world and what you're here to make more conscious in your life. So please check out more about that in my book, Awakening Astrology. It's available as a paperback, digital book, and audiobook. And it's designed to take you deeper into your astrological chart, give you some new things to reflect upon or understand, as well as some new ways of understanding everything that your astrology chart holds because it holds many deep layers. As we enter astrology, we start with our sun sign, right? And we maybe learn about our big three, but there's bigger energies underneath that. And that's what I want to connect you with as well. So you can find Awakening Astrology on Amazon or through any main book distributor. I hope it gives you some new insights into your own astrological chart. You can also find out more about all of my latest astrology courses and programs at mollymccord.online where you can dig deeper into your chart. You can look at what is happening for you in your solar return or in your progress chart. We can look at what's going on for you in the world of the 2023 astrology transits. I also have a course discussing the astrology of relationships. So all of that and more is over at mollymccord.online if you want to go deeper into your chart. I will be back every Monday and Wednesday for a new podcast episode for you. As always, I am very grateful for your time, your energy, your presence. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for connecting. And I hope that something in this podcast supports you now. I'll see you back here soon, wishing you a beautiful solstice and also a beautiful week ahead as we move into the sun and cancer energies. Take good care and I'll see you back here soon.